Welcome to the Mile High Podcast. We're your guides through sordid tales of movies, music, and pop culture. Our show is best experienced under the influence of cannabis, so now's your cue to light up. Now remember, drugs are dangerous. Please use responsibly, but do subscribe. And now your hosts, James Thomas and David Hawk. <laughs> What's up, everybody? This is Dave from the Mahai Podcast. Uh, yeah, we've been live for like the last three minutes. I'm trying to figure out some cool technology shit, and I am terrible at it. This is why James is much better host at this, because he can just like, you know, he can handle any kind of uh, technical difficulty or shit's not working. He's just like real smooth about it. He's me. I'm real fucking clunky still. So uh, welcome to the Mahai Podcast. Uh, quick hits. Uh, the Mile High Podcast is on uh, our mid-season break, which is good because uh, I know James has a lot going on and uh, it's just a busy summer. I'm about to go on vacation, so uh, we took some time off, but uh, I wanted to have a quick hits. We haven't had one of these in a little bit, and I wanted to bring on our good friend Mike Santori because Mike and I are about to start recording a new podcast, and uh, so far the working title is Santorian Hawks. Favorite album, deep dive, favorite albums of all time podcast. It's it's quick. It, it rolls right off the tongue. You know, it's uh, it's all about uh, me and Santori, man. We just, we love music. And that's one of the things that we bonded over. And uh, although our tastes are very similar, our tastes also uh, have a, a tendency of diverging. So we're going to talk some of our favorite albums. Um, our show that's coming up that we really don't have a great title for just yet. Uh, we're still working on the title. With Santorian Hawks, just it's fucking popping. It's like Santorian Hawk. I mean, that's like right out of the gate, super strong. And then it's like, what do we? What else do we call it? Like, you know, favorite album podcast, Santorian Hawks favorite albums. I don't know. We'll come up with something. But uh, enough uh, of me just jabbering on. Uh, I actually want to bring on fucking Mike Santori. I'm going to talk about him all night, so I might as well introduce him. So uh, Santori, how the hell are you? I'm good. No, go ahead. Keep talking about me. I want to know what you really think. Oh, I'm just kidding. You don't want to know. No, I will tell you, and I've told you this many times, bro. I have told you this many, many times. You are like amongst the top five best people I've ever met. You're just like a genuinely good dude. And, you know, unfortunately, Mary Beth has kind of taken over for you because, you know, she's a little bit nicer than you. She, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. but you know, you're legitimately like one of the five top five best people I know. And, uh, you know, people don't, whoever watches the show, they don't realize that, you know, you would literally fucking give your shirt off your back. If somebody needed it, you would give your last penny to somebody if they were desperate. Um, I know you're fucking, you're driving around the country right now trying to help people at this moment. So, um, kudos to you. So that is my uh, way of telling you that you're fucking awesome, and we're just we just love having you on here. I know uh, uh, Santori was on this other podcast network, and we fucking we poached him away from it because the fucking host. I, I don't talk a lot of shit about people on this because it lives on in the fucking internet, and uh, uh, so you kind of have you don't want to burn bridges on the internet because it's going to live forever. Um, right. So without saying names. Uh, we'll just well it rhymes with Schmollywood, Schmolly P. Um, <laughs> he didn't, you know, he was like the biggest asshole. That he's like, you know, uh, he's like one of the biggest assholes. And uh, the way that he 
fucked you over on your show was kind of like it, it was good for us it was but it was bad for you and you definitely didn't deserve uh what he was doing to you over there but we're so happy that you, we brought you over to here and you've been nothing but amazing for uh, Chucky pacific so uh and i'm just super fucking excited to uh do this podcast with you um it's all about our favorite albums um so you know we're you know we always do the the, the traditional mile high podcast stuff even on those quick hits we always talk about what we're up to uh we're gonna talk about what we are watching and then we're gonna get into some favorite albums because that's what our podcast is it's gonna be a deep dive podcast on our favorite albums and um i could not think of a better co-host to have this with than with santori so santori tell me where are you right now what are you doing and what are you watching well, first of all, I want to say thank you very much for your little introduction about me. I think that was really nice. And also retrieving me and giving me an outlet. I appreciate the outlet because that's all I'm really looking for is a place where I can perform and entertain. Because that's what I want to do is entertain in some different level. But right now, at this time, I'm in Pittsburgh visiting my God person. Um, and I'm here until uh, Tuesday. And uh, <clears throat> actually Monday and stop it somewhere else. But what have I been watching? I have not been watching anything like that. I know that you really like to talk about what we're watching and stuff. And I've, I've been thinking, you know, I really haven't seen anything that's been to talk about except for, you know, the reruns of Office and South Park. But other than that, I really haven't had a chance to watch TV lately because I'm mobile right now. And, you know, this whole scenery that's behind me, you know, this just brings me back way back, way back to that time that awful year of 2020 but this is cool that get you know santori project you know vibe back if anyone like did all the series of santori project um yeah so it's kind of good to be back in <laughs> this kind of like yeah, atmosphere but in a car but you know do this podcast it's fun we're mobile yeah but, but you know, I, I miss yeah. santori project i wish you guys would do more santori project stuff I, yeah, I would like to, you know, continue, but, you know, uh, this year is a little bit different than last year, actually, you know, everyone, you know, you know, once again, being able to be normal life again, going outside and all that. So we're, we're, you know, we haven't been able to like go travel like we had to, because we got stuff going on over the summer, weddings and bachelorette parties, bachelor parties, dog sitting, babysitting and, you know, whatever else comes our way, but yeah. But hopefully, uh, I don't know, we can, you know, one day continue to do that because I would like to, I would like, I would like, you know, uh, wait, that is that July that you're playing on the Yellowstone? Is that? Uh, yeah, I think it's uh, later August. Later, later okay, September. So where... That makes more sense. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, that, you know, hopefully if everything works out, we can meet up and do that because that'd be a great, great thing to yeah, show yeah. everyone. Show so, everyone that. I would be, I'd love to be a part of that. I, absolutely you know um i love i i've only been to Yellowstone one time and that was when i was doing research for this book I, I came up with this idea for there's this huge volcano like enormous volcano underneath yellowstone and if it were to go off you know it's gonna be a huge uh, it'll be a cataclysm of historic proportions and right. so i had this idea of like what were to happen like the odds of it happening are just as good for it to erupt tomorrow as it is in 10,000 years. So there, the odds are exactly the same. They could go off any time, but the chances are very, very low. But like, what were to happen if that were to happen, if it were to erupt? And so that was the the, the book that I keep selling on Mile High Podcast uh, and Truckee Pacific is all about that. And so in order to 
do this book justice i had i i had to go up to yellowstone and experience it and it was even more magical than i ever imagined i mean i mean i was literally up there uh i entered the park and as i was entering the park there was this huge fucking bison just walking down the center of the the, the street i mean just like right out of the gate just bison here and then there's you know there's places where it's covered in in bison and then you drive uh, about 10 more miles oh i think my camera just got crept out uh you drive like 10 more miles and then all of a sudden there is old faithful and then there's all these geysers and there's all you know this big fucking lake uh it, it's absolutely incredible um so i'm excited to go up there and i want to uh, the thing i really want to do is bring you up there and show you all the geological formations that show that there is a uh, uh big ass volcano underneath um so that's what i'm excited for what are you excited about well, I'll just actually what you just said, the geysers and just Yellowstone, man. I heard so much about it from, you know, people that have been there and I just, just, just going there and having an experience and seeing, you know, you know, the mother earth and, you know, what she has to offer and stuff like that. I would be afraid of all the erosions though. If that were to happen, if it were to erupt, it's lava erosion. That'd be kind of crazy. Yeah. Erosion. Um, yeah. Like so, that yeah. We missed erosion. the sensory project. Eruption? Erosion? <laughs> Erosion. 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 Like Erosion. Erosion. <laughs> yes. <laughs> what about Santori Project? Yeah, well, I was You're just saying that I love Santori Project. So I want to see more of it. But yeah, well, um, thank you. you know, San, um, yeah, if you can, if I, I just really hope this uh, Yellowstone trip pans yeah. out because I think you'd have a great time. And I'd have a great time going up there and hanging out with my buddies. Right. Uh, yeah. And I would you know, definitely bring the weed. I was too afraid to bring the weed last time, but Yellowstone after a, a nice fine Colorado grown marijuana joint uh, would definitely intensify the colors of Yellowstone. So uh, yeah, hopefully, uh, you know, keep an eye out for that. That may or may not happen. I just really hope it does. Um, so yeah. Go to the uh, geyser stone. Sounds like a good idea. Hell yeah. Go Yellowstone, to, yeah. man. Yellowstone, Yellowstone. bro. Yeah. I got stoned at Yellowstone. Oh, I need a t-shirt. It's gnarly. <laughs> it's gnarly, bro. Man, there's like fucking trees like everywhere, bro. Mm. It smells oh, like rotten eggs everywhere. Shit's crazy, man. It's fucking All crazy. I need Yellowstone. is a tasty wave and a cool buzz and I'm fine. <laughs> Just All I need a tasty geyser and a cool bug, and I'll be fine. Just give me a fucking joint and some bison running down my ass, and man, I'm good. Man. I'll right. fucking I'll see some grizzly bears. Like they'll be fine. I'll go pet some grizzly bears while I'm up there. Right, hand them out, get pass the blunt to them. All right. So, like I said, <laughs> I, this is we're talking about music, but I'm stuck in Yellowstone mode. So. I'm, I'm coming down, come down this road. This is a big fucking bison, right? And you just you sense the size and power of this fucking animal. And I was like, I don't want to move because if I scare it, it'll like fucking hit my car, and then like I'll have all this damage in my car. So I was like, in my car, but petrified for moving. But then you see every fucking year, it's like eight year old woman walks up the bikes and gets gored in the stomach you know 32 year old man gets gored gored in the nuts because he talked to i'm like it's a you it's a big fucking bison it's like a thousand pounds if not more i don't know how much a bison is but very heavy and they just they just radiate power and are you really gonna like walk up to him like i'm gonna pet this bison like 
Yes, I have no sympathy when you get gored in the nuts because you are too dumb to go and pet a, a buffalo. I'm sorry. I have no sympathy for you. No, I, you know, that's just idiotic and stupid. Can I uh, just change the gear real quick? I got a little no. Facebook message that said Rob Robert mentioned me in a comment. Is there anything in the comments? Uh, he says, happy early birthday, Mike Santorini. Oh, yes, and happy early birthday to you. You got me. I was waiting at midnight, and this guy always beats me. Our birthday's on the same date, and, uh, but I always try to get him, like, right at midnight. He always tops me, so I don't know. I mean, I appreciate the early birthday greeting, but. It's on at midnight. Just be ready because I got my text going, buddy. Yeah, because I, I want to win this time because you always get me. But yeah, happy early birthday to you too, sir. And thank nice. you for your support happy, as always. Happy early birthday to both of you. I lost, but I don't really care. I didn't even know it was your birthday. So I'm <laughs> no, sorry. I, I, I rely heavily on Facebook for those notifications. Uh, if I don't get them. Well, you, you will never know when my birthday is on Facebook because it's You will not never there. know when my birthday is on Facebook either. I'm not yes. a birthday guy. No, me neither. I mean, you know, it, it's nice that, you know, people do remember and they do wish you happy birthday. You know, yeah, I mean, that's sure. nice, but I don't go look. Oh, no, don't wish me happy birthday. No, I don't care. If yeah. you wish me happy birthday, thank you. I don't, I, really don't, yeah, I, don't, I, I don't like the attention. I don't. I don't. Yeah. Which is weird because like I'm we're literally on the <laughs> right. We don't like the attention for our we don't birthdays, like being the center of attention. So <laughs> right. watch my show. Make sure you yeah, go to right. Venmo at Chucky Pacific <laughs> Pay for us, but we don't like the attention. Right. We don't like the attention. We don't like our birthdays being mentioned, but we want your other attention. Yes. Yeah, we only want your attention between eight o'clock and nine o'clock Fridays <laughs> once a week. That's about all right. the attention I, I want from you. Um, right. One thing I was well, going to say, Santori, um, about my uh, comment of getting gored in the nuts by a buffalo. Yeah. I will tell you that if you do lose the next uh, Name That Tune competition with me, oh. I oh. will make you go and pet a buffalo. So That's what I'm talking about. See, okay, people that do watch podcasts that I do, Santori will announce, and if I lose to my own game challenges, these are challenges I'm talking about. But like I said, I don't want to get killed. That's the only thing. But, I mean, or in an institution – Hospital, you know, but I, you know, I, I could, I could pet a bull. I'm not afraid. All right. Well, you should be afraid, but you know. Oh yeah. So yesterday we went, we went to lunch. Number one, Dick, myself, and Mac, my god person, Mac. We went to lunch and we went to a Thai restaurant, and uh, we didn't, we didn't know what we we're getting ourselves into, but we saw, you know, there was a pizza, and it was medium and small and large, and the price difference, whatever. And I looked at the price of this medium pizza. I'm like, that's pretty good. Well, the pizza came to us and the pieces were like this big, like, you know, huge. And it came at eight. So me being a smart ass, I, you know, I told Mary Beth, our number one dick, sorry, um, that if, uh, if I eat this whole pizza, she's going to have to pay for the lunch, whatever. Well, you know, it's kind of funny. It don't matter. We all seem to same account, but, you know, whatever. So that was the bet. And then they went. So they have faith in me to do it and they went shopping and I was still eating this pizza while they were gone. I went ahead and ordered a, um, why am I having to there it is. And I'm Italian. I should know that cannolis while they were, you know, doing stuff. And then I also paid for the tab, but I did eat the whole damn thing except for the crust. So I ate eight big ass pizza. It took me what, like an hour. I felt like I was back on that steak champ like competition where I, I really lost mad on that and I just whatever, but I felt a little redemption eating a, that big ass pizza. So, but yeah, so, so life is kind of unfair. 
and yeah. I want to tell you why. Okay, let's hear it. Because somebody, if somebody put a, a medium pizza in front of you with eight eight big fucking slices, yes, you're not a you're you're not a, a fat guy. You're, oh, you're not you. like you know you have the six pack by any means, but you're not a fat guy by any means. And so like, man, look at that guy. He could that's pretty impressive. You put away those eight pieces of pizza. You do the same thing with me, and people are like, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, I, I right. get that. Right. Yeah, that's that's one of the, the problems of being a fat guy in modern America. You're like, you gotta have to watch. Like, you know, people are like looking at you. And you're like, I can't really enjoy this cheeseburger. It looks pretty good because you're well, like, I don't want these people fucking looking and judging my cheeseburger choices here. It's it's really kind of funny because uh, a couple of years ago I was in uh, some kind of habit that had to do with some white stuff and it made me really really skinny. So um, so I quit that about two years ago. Um, but uh, not really quit, but I haven't done it, whatever, on a daily like I did back then. But uh, it's funny because I uh, had a picture that was on Facebook, and my Coke dealer saw it, and he said that I looked fat. And, I, you know, my so Coke dealer called me fat. But, so I don't know, right, sort of. But anyway, and then I haven't seen this lady who was my neighbor to uh, my God person. And she's like, you put on, you know, you look good. You put on some weight. And I, you know, told number one, Nick maybe she just called me fat but no really just you know big billet but yeah i mean i feel healthier now but yeah i mean as you know i got a belly but you know i've been uh doing a lot of work with it so i'm working it off and so but i you know i i wouldn't consider fat i think it's more the word healthy and that's that's the look i'm going for so yeah well and you are healthy you know you quit drinking and doing a lot of the other stuff so right yeah so but yes so but it's funny because you, you don't think about looking at yourself. I never thought of myself as a skinny person, but until you have people telling you, yeah, you, you, you look like an anorexic guy and you don't see it, but whatever. But yeah, no, I just, because the thing, I, I, you know, I, with the whole pizza thing, I was just like, I, I'm going to eat all these pizzas and, and pieces. And, and it was a struggle near the end. I'm not going to lie, but I had to do it because of the fact that, you know, I just wanted to impress myself to say, yeah, I could do it. And I thought, you know, people you know, that I was with, I was going to be sick and I, I was all blind. So. Well, good. Good job. Yes. Thank you. What's Redemption. great about uh, James and I uh, host the mile high podcast. You know, when you turn in, you're like, yeah, that, that kind of makes sense. Like those two dudes would totally host a, a show about weed because they look like they had, <laughs> they smoke a lot of weed and they eat a lot of shit afterwards. And that's a problem. Right. That's that is the single biggest issue with the weed. That I, I am a creature of habit. I I get into a habit and a routine, and it's hard to get out of it. And when I first got my medical marijuana card back, like oh eight oh nine, when it first started becoming legal here in Colorado, I just developed this habit of like smoke weed, right? Go inside and eat, and I have gain so much weight because of weed and it's so ingrained in my uh routine like my routine now that when i don't if i have any kind of change to that routine it just like completely throws me off and that's why i haven't been able to like get rid of the weight like consistently is because i'm just i'm a creature of fucking uh routine so that's the down part about this weed man it's like it gives you them those munchies and then all of a sudden it's just like it's habit it's such a habit See, for me, when I first get high, I can't eat because it kills my whole high. Like, I can't go right to a pizza after I just smoked a bowl. I'm like, I feel like I wasted weed because I literally, the high goes away from me when I eat. So I wait 
couple hours or like an hour or two and when the buzz goes away then i eat but i yeah. you know and I, I i only eat like one or two meals a day i'm not like a big fan of food i only eat because i have to or else i would die uh, but but i mean i don't mind i mean i do love food don't get me wrong but i don't like to you know eat i love food. I, I love food right, food is but, great high not high it's just great so right Man, we are. What are we talking about? I forgot I don't what we were know. talking is about. This a, is this a music show? Or is it is. We, like, we, whatever. Have we not talked about music at all? I think we talked no. about it at the very beginning. Yeah. We're going to talk about music. It hasn't even brought up, but it's been yeah. like 20 yeah, minutes. We, since yeah, we're having some, uh, <laughs> having some psychoanalyst conversation here. Um, I do want to tell you there a couple good uh, things that I watched last few days. Um, okay. One a show I highly recommend on Netflix. Um, it's a show called Sweet Tooth. It's a, a DC comic turned into a show on Netflix. Um, it is produced by Robert Downey Jr. and his wife. Um, really? And it's, it's pretty, it's great. It is really a, a fun, wholesome show. It's about a virus, and it's very timely. It's about a virus that gets out. Um, Imagine and that. Out yeah, and it wipes out the human population, but at the same time, there are these hybrid animal human babies that are being born. And so Sweet Tooth is a kid who is protected by his dad, played by uh, uh, Will Arnett, not Will Arnett, I know the uh, Will Forte, the guy who McGruber. Um, and he, the kid, is a half deer, half. Um, and it's just a very sweet story so far. It, it, I know it'll get darker as the, the season progresses, but uh, so far that's been very good. Um, and I watched The Conjuring 3, The Devil Made Me Do It, about a kid who killed his landlord, but he pled not guilty by reason of demonic possession. And uh, acclaimed paranormal investigators, Ed and Lorraine Warren, are, um, are tasked with proving that this kid was possessed by the the demon and it was pretty good uh, if you like conjuring movies it was pretty good it wasn't the best one um so but i definitely if you like scary movies it's a good fun one especially it's i like those conjuring movies like annabelle uh none all the conjuring movies they're very good so have you heard that is about what i am watching have you heard about rob zombie rebooting the monsters yeah man i'm so fucking sick of reboots dude i don't I like rob <laughs> zombie i like right. i like a majority of his movies like um, Devil's Rejects is one of my favorite horror movies, and I, I'm one of the few people that really liked his Halloween remake. But I'm just so fucking sick of remakes, man. Like, get some original ideas. I am I'm a struggling fucking. I, I'm writing books. I'm spending hours and hours writing, you know, creating original content that would be a great vehicle for like a Disney Plus series or something. And like, you know, but what they're gonna do? They're gonna fucking just rehash the same shit over and over and over again. And like why is it cheaper yeah it, it's cheaper and you people will still go out and turn james loves these reboots that disney does i fucking hate them because it's like they've it's already been done and all they're doing is just putting it through a computer and basically reselling you a box of shit but with a different bow on it it's the same shit like come up with original ideas. Why can we not invest in original ideas? I, that's why is that so hard? It just, just feels like, it feels like people just gave up and got lazy and just don't want to be man. creative and like use their artistic abilities, which they really need to do. And that's the thing. I mean, I mean, I you know the originals. You already seen it, so if you want to see it, go watch it. You know, whatever, stream it. 
<laughs> see the original. Exactly, because yeah. We, I mean, don't, we don't need a third iteration of the same Battlestar Galactica series. We don't. Like, <laughs> no. I like what you know Dave Filoni and uh, uh, John Favreau are doing with the Star Wars universe. They're taking those that uh, franchise and they're taking it in, in a different direction. I like that. That's fine. But right. when you're like, I'm Rob Zombie and I want to remake the Munsters. Like, who, who cares? First of all, the Munsters were far inferior to the Adams family. And like, why did why is there a necessity to reboot the fucking monsters? I mean, I mean they're redoing the Wonder Years, like, and they're putting a spin with having an African American family. Cool, but why? The Wonder Years was a perfect fucking show. Why do we need to like bring it into the twenty first century? Like, and it's not even the twenty first century. It's like the sixties or seventies again. I, I, don't, I don't. I mean, I'm, just, are they... I'm done with the the reboots and remakes. And I mean, come on. Are they going to like keep the characters' names as Winnie Cooper and Kevin? I don't know. I'm not going to watch it. I don't. I don't, I don't have time same. in my life to add on <laughs> a rebooted show that I already watched once in my life. Right. The Wonder Years was a perfect show. It was one of my favorite shows when I was growing up. Yeah. No, I loved. I mean, I actually uh, a couple of months ago, I actually got caught on Hulu and I've seen you know, a couple. Of, couple episodes and like probably a couple like two seasons i watched first two seasons again and i was just like man it brought me back because i used to watch it every wednesday night when it was out and yeah. just for winnie cooper i mean, I, went, I, mean, I was at yeah. the age so it was cool but yeah Danica, yeah wonder years yeah Jayden. um she ended up becoming a fucking like particle physicist or something like that and <laughs> blossom ended up being a brain surgeon and, yeah uh, all these child actors grew up to be a like the girls went off to do like amazing things become scientists and shit right and joey lawrence is all, all joey lawrence ever did is like whoa and like, like, <laughs> goes like around the malls and to country fairs and he's like joey lawrence from blossom whoa all right give me my paycheck that's what i'm doing now. i'm not right? solving mysteries i'm not you know figuring out the mysteries of the universe i'm saying whoa, whoa. for a couple hundred bucks at the cheyenne frontier days you know Sad. Joy Lord. Very sad. Yes. Yeah, I, I want to, I got to figure out some like way to transition this back into music. So, yeah. Well, Joy Lawrence. Well, I get you know, it. Joey Lawrence yeah. had one of the worst albums of the 90s. There it is. There it is. Please. He actually, I horrible. forgot all about Absolutely that. Absolutely horrible. I forgot about that. Yeah. I just, and he tried I to remember. look like the Gerardo. Yeah. It was yeah. bad. I mean, <laughs> and like, and they, and it was so funny because like, you know that he had a bunch of money at the when he put that album out he had a bunch of money at the time so like all his people are like throwing all this money at mtv right and they're like joey lawrence this is gonna be great and then it sucked but, but it was everywhere on mtv because his people threw all the money at it and it was terrible so basically but on the other hand okay go ahead uh, I was, come on man don't don't mess with my segue i'm, I'm working it yeah. up to the segue okay so, go ahead joey lawrence one of the worst albums of the 90s but we're here Talking about Santorian Hawk's favorite albums, our new podcast that's coming out in late June, and we're it's a podcast where uh, where Santori and I we sit down for a Saturday afternoon and we just rap about our favorite albums. Uh, it's a deep dive podcast. We're actually doing research. I created a questionnaire for Santori to follow to help him research. Um, we're just gonna pick our uh, favorite albums. There's not gonna be any particular order. There's not gonna be any rhyme or reason. It's just gonna be our favorite albums. We're going to do research on it, talk about the, the making of the record. We're going to talk about um, its social impact. We're going to talk about why we like it, why, you know, we're going to re-listen to it. We're going to listen to some songs over the course of the podcast, which uh, 
because it's a Spotify exclusive, uh, we can actually play a better chunk of the songs without getting kicked off. If we are on Spotify or on um, SoundCloud or YouTube, we would get kicked off. But because it's a Spotify exclusive, we can actually play a, a good amount of the songs during the course of the podcast. So uh, good, I thought it'd be fun I... for... Uh, yeah, go for it. What'd you say? No, I was just going to say good because maybe I just want to hear a whole song and instead of talking about it, just play a good song for the people. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. So right. um, I think it's that's fair one for cool them. thing that we're going to do. Yeah, exactly. And it's getting the, every time we play a song on Spotify for a Spotify podcast, we're basically paying for the song as we are playing it. So um, everyone wins. But I thought it'd be fun you know, for us to kind of introduce our show a little bit and uh, just talk about some of our favorite albums. And uh, I, all four of you guys that are watching on the, the Facebook, uh, I want you guys to comment along. I want, you know, I want to hear your favorite albums as well. And we'll read those along as we go. Um, Satori, I'm going to start at the top, man. What is your favorite album of all time, bro? My favorite album of all time is Wish You Here by Pink Floyd. I have to say that. Why? Many, many reasons why. It's because, first of all, if you just put it on side one or what, actually side one of the albums, actually, it's not albums anymore unless you know whatever. But the first song, Shine You Crazy Diamond, as soon as that starts, you're just already on a nice little journey. And also the fact that they wrote the album for one of their members that, you know, unfortunately, you know, was. Uh, did a little bit too much of something and you know got mentally a little bit you know and boggled and whatever and disturbed so i thought that was kind of you know impressive and and as a matter of fact when they were making the album he you know kind of showed up one day and they were didn't recognize him he just wandered into the studio and just stood there and stared and it was just whatever but it kind of gives me the chills just thinking about that because you know it's about family and friends you know um you know, people can relate nowadays to addiction and either have an addiction or losing someone to addiction or watching struggle with addiction. It's pretty much, you know, it's uh, it's a, it's a, it's an album that can, you know, it's, it, 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 um, it, it, it's a heartfelt album saying, you know, look, we love you, we care about you, we wish you the best, you know, but we can't be with you because of the fact that, you know. And whatever but i think that um floyd of, of the bands of all time for me is my favorite because of the art that they're so talented and the music just great and the messages and the songs and it's just it's a great album and it's it's an album you can listen to and you know i wouldn't recommend it if you wanted to go and have a celebration a party i just think it's one of those albums you listen to by yourself or you know getting one of them That's like calm no, but it's one of those albums that you have a summer night and the moon is out and you're on a patio and you're waking up, you're smoking weed or whatever you do. That's it's, yeah, you know, it's a, it's a great album just to like be high to or whatever, or sober, it don't matter. Just it gets you in a, in a zone and you're just going on a little journey and it's, you know, that's pretty much why I like it because I love the music. That was, but, that was, that was impressive. That was very impressive. I, I, and I'll be honest, I have never listened to a full Pink Floyd album, but I, I'm going to because it's, I know we're going to be talking about it on the show. Um, but I liked your, um, I liked your description. Um, so I might have to fucking smoke a big fat bowl and then go lay in my chair in, in the nice dark summer night and listen to that show. I'm telling um, you, you're, you're going to not be sorry. <laughs> does your does your top album change or is it like it's that is locked in place 
That's locked. That is locked. I mean, yeah. there. I mean, we. You know, when we first started, we asked me to you know, pick out five at first, and and I picked that to be number one. I just. I mean, I uh, like anything that Floyd does. I love, but I just when it comes down to you know what album, if you were on an island and you had to be on an island, and this would be the only thing you could. You know, what would you want to listen to for the rest of your life? That would be the album that I would never get sick of, never get, you know, bored. I'd be like, I can listen to this forever. So that's how I yeah. look at it. So. Well, uh, Bonnie Murphy says, uh, good choice. So Thank my you. Aunt Thank Bonnie, you, Bonnie. Besides with you. All right. So my my favorite album of all time. And yes, what this is. has been locked and loaded since I was a sophomore in high school. See if you can recognize it. I already know that's going to be uh, Nine Inch Nails Downward Spiral. It is the Nine Inch Nails Downward Spiral. It, this is this is the album that like that defined my whole fucking um, persona since I was 16 years old. This is uh, Nine Inch Nails has been a band that I ha- has been my favorite band. Um, like I, my sister introduced my sister used to be uh, a goth kid like for a. Uh, you know maybe two or three weeks and in that time she absorbed ministry and and nine snails and um i had heard uh wish on uh the broken lp which was fucking amazing but then this cd came out like right when i was i had a car um i had my own money at a job so and i was able to go out and fucking buy this on my own and i cranked it and i just it has put its print on my life to this very day i mean uh, I can sing along to every fucking song, um, no problem. Uh, it's one of the few albums that uh, you can go from song number one to the the very last song, and they're all just masterpieces. And then when you go into the actual making of the the album itself, it just takes it to a whole other level. I mean, there's it was a crazy process in making this album um, that involved lots of drugs, Charles Manson's house, ghosts. Um, David Bowie um, taking Trent Reznor aside and, and you know mentoring him as a, a young brilliant artist and uh, I mean fucking look at where Trent Reznor is now I mean he has been making brilliant music since uh, since I was in high school and right. I mean so Nine Snails uh, Downward Spiral will always be my favorite album and Nine Snails will always be my favorite band so uh, some uh, what is, what would you say is your most influential album? Uh, my most influential album would have to be uh, the reason why is because the fact that <clears throat> it was in, probably when I was uh, six years old, five and six. My parents, you know, uh, were listening to you know, Roger Whitaker and Neil Diamond and uh, Abba and Saturday Night Fever. And my brother who was 11 years older than me, he, he was into like ACDC samples and all that. And so anyway, he had pulled me aside and said, come into my room. And I went in his room and he pulled out Back in Black and Van Halen 1, Zeppelin 4. And uh, I heard Eruption for the very first time. And I'm like, what is that noise? Because I love it. And turned it out, it was Eddie Van Halen playing his guitar. And that inspired me to pick up the guitar i just you know like ever since then i always wanted to like make that noise make that sound there it is there it is it's explosive you know i mean it's eruption but it's explosive absolutely 
So that was probably my most influential album that inspired me to pick up a guitar and learn how to play. And you know, I'm still learning. So, but yeah, I think that would be the most influential album. That's beautiful. I mean, your th- your answers are so thoughtful and and uh, just like you know, it, I can definitely tell that you are. These are personal to you. They're not just like man. It you know, give me goosebumps when I heard it. Cause it was just good. I mean, like there, there's an emotional con- connection uh, to your family, to your brother. Um, and that's, I think that's one of the great things about music, man. It's, it's an emotional contact attraction. Um, my uh, James is not, he's not really into uh, music all that much. He does not get that emotional connection that we do, but like this next song talk about emotional connection. So once again, my sister introduced me to this band. Well, not really. I this is the album, and this is the very song that made me a metalhead. Uh, I listened to this song, and I've told this, uh, this story a, a thousand times. But it can, you know, telling the same story a thousand times is kind of it runs in our family. So I'm just kind of living in our uh, uh, following our family footsteps here. So uh, I was a eighth grade kid in middle school, and I was a white pudgy wannabe gangster. I was listening to fucking Public Enemy, and I was listening to NWA. It was summer. It was the summer uh, between going my eighth grade to my ninth grade. And I fell asleep on the couch, man. And I, had a, I fell asleep to uh, MTV. And when I woke up, this was playing on the TV. I'm, it is one. And it was, this is like the longest video. But like, just fucking seeing these dudes, these like four guys just making all this fucking noise, man. And this part, this is like, this is literally the part that I woke up to. I mean, how does that not, you know, when you're a kid, you just like fucking listen to this part. Holy shit. Absolutely changed my life. The reason I am a metalhead is for that, that fucking hook right there by Kirk Hammett and uh, James Heffield. I mean, that fucking song is like, what is this song? So I, I listened to it. Um, I, I got at the end of the video, like Metallica and Justice for All. And then my sister just happened to have that tape. And so I'm like, can I listen to it? She's like, for sure. I'm not a metal person anymore. This was, this was kind of towards the, um, she's not really into metal, but she had like all the cool like tapes and stuff. Um, I, I got a lot of music stuff for my sister. Um, but she had this tape and she wasn't listening to no more. And so she gave it to me and I fucking just, I killed it. I just ran it through over and over and over again, especially one. I mean, it's just, uh, to this day, like I, like that, even though no, I don't listen to Metallica, I'm not even a, a big Metallica fan back then, but that single album right there was one of the ones that just like totally just turned me into a metalhead. And I still am to this, to this very day, I am a heavy, um, metal hit metalhead. I'm looking at Facebook now. It looks like we might be frozen on Facebook, but we're not frozen on our end. So hopefully you guys can hear us. Um, so injustice for all Metallica. Um, this kind of this is a weird this is a weird one. Um, what is an album that reminds you of your youth? And I'm gonna go uh, first on this one, just in case. Uh, yeah, go ahead because I need some time. So when I was growing up, uh, we would always go to vacation up in Glenwood Springs. It would be. Uh, me and my dad and my sister, we would get into my mom's uh, Volvo. We'd pack it up and we'd go to Glenwood Springs. And there was always two albums that we would always play. As soon as the, the radio stopped playing in the mountains, 
my parents would always pop in these two tapes. And I can guarantee that if I uh, gave my mom a, a second to listen to it, to um, answer, she, I know she'll get it right. Um, but it is the Eagles greatest hits and Fleetwood Mac's greatest hits. And th- those are, I love those two albums because they so much remind me of when I was growing up and going on vacation to Glenwood Springs. Um, and I listened to that, like, I didn't realize why I liked them, the, the songs, uh, but now I know the genius behind them. Um, but those two albums just remind me of my youth, but I love them to this day. And now I can appreciate them more because uh, now I know how much genius went into them. So with that said, what do you think are some of the albums that remind you of your youth? Well, that's funny you brought up vacation because uh, we used to go and visit my grandparents in Florida, uh, my brother, my parents and I, and the three albums that I remember or remind me of my youth, it's going to be off the wall, the first one, because you know what I expected, but was Cheap Trick, Live at Boudicca. Um, we put that in there, had our parents, you know, be tortured by Cheap Trick. And then the next one was uh, The Grand Illusion by Styx. And then Aerosmith Rocks. And those just remind me just always traveling to Florida and visiting grandma and grandpa and going to the beach and the ocean. I mean, it's just great when you're, you know, from Michigan and you're you know, eight years old and you're traveling to Florida and you're on the beach. It's, it's fun. And that was a good time, too. You know, it was just like a nice family vacation. But yeah, we would always play Aerosmith, Rocks, Grand Illusion by Sticks, and uh, Cheap Trick Live at Boudicca. And uh, um, also uh, from my youth, I would have to say uh, it would be have to be Black Sabbath. We sold our souls for rock and roll, just because the fact that I was eight and I would we we uh, had you know when radio was big and popular and everything. Uh, we had you know station with a request line, and I was eight years old and I would call in a radio station and want to hear Iron Man. Um, by Black Sabbath. Yeah, I would not say my name. Sorry, man. Funny, your Iron Man. Completed. And then what was funny is the DJs would always ask me how old I was, and they just like this little kids listen to Black Sabbath. I mean, here's what listen to Black Sabbath. But yeah, so. Right. Some of our commenters, uh, Santori. So my mom and actually my aunt um, have said that albums that remind them of their youth are. Uh, marty robbins and herb albert um yeah i don't know come on Center, you're the you're the music you're the uh encyclopedia music here man so do you know who marty robbins or herb albert i heard of herb albert marty robbins not so much i'm not gonna lie i'm gonna um, have to look up marty robbins after this because i'm like i should know that but herb uh, albert i've heard i've never i've heard of marty robbins i don't know what their music is um, but Christy Potter from the Potter Girls podcast here on Truckee Pacific, uh, she says Jimmy Buffett is uh, reminds her of her youth. So uh, there you go, I, blew out my flip flop. Man, I, 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 I love Jimmy Buffett now. I was never a, really a Jimmy Buffett fan until I was an adult. Um, we and then all of a sudden, like you know, once you start actually going to Mexico and actually drinking margaritas on the beach, you're like, ah, uh, <laughs> now I get his from. appeal. <laughs> right? so, <laughs> I get it. Same but, with uh, Marley. Like I wasn't one of those kids in high school that like, yeah, man, I'm Bob Marley. Let me wear my fucking dashikis and shit. No, I, I was more of a Bob Marley fan. Like I got into him when I was in college, um, and when I started getting out to the workforce, and then because um, everybody always equated Bob Marley with just with weed. But then we actually listen to the songs and listen to the message behind the songs. And you're like, 
this guy is way deeper than people realize. And that's what turned me on. And of course, like when you're in Jamaica, you're in the heart of fucking Bob Marley country. And so it's always playing. And every reggae song tries to live up to Bob Marley. And re- I like reggae, but they're always trying to be Bob Marley. So, you know, I like Bob Marley for that fact that he's so influential. Um, here's another one for you, Santori. What is the album uh, that you have rediscovered uh, recently that uh, is now one of your favorites? Uh, for me, it is Closer by Joy Division. Um, I listened to Joy Division quite a bit when I was younger. Um, then I stopped listening for a really long time. Uh, and then there was a podcast called No Dogs in Space that did a, a nice long series about Joy Division. Um, and it re-inspired me to go back and listen to the the catalog. And then Closer, the second album and the, the final album by Joy Division, because uh, Ian Curtis was already dead by the time that Closer came out. Um, it's just a, a brewing album from beginning to end. Um, and so that's my greatest rediscovery right now. How about you? I probably would have to say, because since we've been traveling down the road a lot, and I you know, try not listen to radio and just go in my head and what's good traveling music for me. And I'm going to have to say Bad Motor Finger by Soundgarden. We discovered that again. I, oh, I nice. forgot. Yeah, I forgot how good of an album that was. And then, yeah. I, yeah, I would have to say that Bad Motor Finger by Soundgarden. That's good. That's a good one. Uh, Christy Potter says uh, Jagged Little Pill. And Lance Morris says uh, I think it's like the 25th anniversary of that. I'm pretty sure. I think it's the 25th anniversary of that. So uh, that's a great wow. album. That's from beginning to end. That is amazing. Um, all right. So here's another one. How about your the, your favorite album of the last couple of years? Oh, wow. I would have to say uh, um, Anima by Tool. Yeah, okay. Play that. Play well, that no, that's a, a that's that's a that's like 20 years old. I mean, like, the, <laughs> like I'm talking what, about right? like last year uh, or the year oh, before that. Oh, like new stuff? Oh, wow. Yeah, this is gonna be a struggle because I I'm stuck in the past. I don't listen to a lot it of it. I yeah no. Um, I I I'm a, I I was a probably like a couple years ago. I became a fan of the Food Fighters music and Dave Grohl because okay. I represent you know I, I appreciate his you know his, his uh, thoughts on music. You know we could relate to you know same whatever, but. His, his newest album that they came out with just it just sounds like he just got lazy they got lazy just making music and that just so but i i really can't say oh you know what i'm lying to you mr bungle <laughs> okay, Mr. Bungle. There you go. Pat, yeah, Mr. Bungle, Mike Patton, Moore, and Scotty, and they got a little project going called, uh, you know, they're doing whatever cover tunes, and they just sound amazing. If you haven't caught anything by Mr. Bungle, they have a, they did a remake of Lost Control by Van Allen. Amazing. It, uh, they, they nailed it. Uh, but yeah, Mr. Bungle, I'm going to have to say, sorry. Right on. So, I just, my brain's like, no, you've been listening. Oh, yeah, that's right. They knew. I forget that because you know it's Mike Patton, Scott from Anthrax. You know you don't you don't think of them as many people. You think of them, you know yeah. Anthrax and Faith No More, Mr. Bungle. But yeah, they're together and doing cool shit. So yeah, Faith No More actually put out a, a pretty decent album in the last couple of years. Uh, yeah, I, I love Faith No More uh, for sure. Um, <laughs> my mom's uh, favorite album in the last couple of years is Pentatonix Christmas, which you know that's pretty damn Christmas. good too. Uh, Christy says Billie Eilish. I, I don't know who. I, I think I don't know who Pentatonix is. I, I, 
can you explain who pentatonics is because i hear them but i don't that's so far out of my realm of like genres that i listen to i don't, I don't have any idea who pentatonics who is it who? pentatonics Sounds never. fucking metal as fuck, but I'm pretty sure they're like a Christian band or something. I don't know. Never heard of them. Never, never heard, heard of them. Nope. Um, some of my most recent albums that I really dig uh, of Monsters and Men is this wonderful folksy independent indie band out of Iceland. Uh, they came out with an uh, album called Fever Dream, which in a year that had a perfect circle come out with a brand new album. That was the best album that came out that year. I mean, Fever Dream is fucking phenomenal so i definitely uh, recommend of monsters and men uh they actually put out a couple new singles for their new album that's coming out soon that's been great um and then like i said i'm a metal guy so it's hard to really impress me with metal albums even though because they all kind of sound the same um but right. this band called after the burial they put out this uh album called evergreen um and mike santori uh after the burial i took james to go see uh, for his first metal show, so I lay dying as I lay dying. Is that it? As I no. Lay dying? Well, as I like dying was the headliner, yeah. But uh, after the burial was before them, and I actually, I'm a bigger after the burial fan than I am as they lay dying. And yeah. Evergreen was it was fucking technically amazing, but it was also different. Like the sound was different, and uh, these guys are all just really fucking good at their instruments. And it, it's hard to stand out in metal because, like I said, they, they, a lot of it sounds the same. Um, and it's hard to find a, a band that differentiates itself. And when you do, that's the band that I, I latch onto. And that's why I latched onto After the Burial. Uh, and their album Evergreen is, uh, was definitely one of my favorites of the last couple of years. Um, and let's talk about some, uh, you know, what else, what other bands or, or albums will make up your uh, top five? Your oh, wow. five. Your, I know that your top five is an ever changing, ever evolving beast. <laughs> Um, we all, we really. that, uh, Wish You Were Here is locked in at number one. Just name me a couple of albums that are make up your top five. Van Halen 1, Les Upland 3, Rush 2112, and Back in Black ACDC. Nice. Very yeah. good. Yeah. Yes. Uh, I'll, like I said, uh, Downward Spiral, Nine Inch Nails, Married and Gnome, the um, debut album from A Perfect Circle. I am a, a bigger, a perfect circle fan than I am a tool fan. And Meredith Gnomes is right up there. Top five. And that'll, that's one of those ones that's it's locked in the top five. And maybe sometimes it's number two, sometimes it's number five, but um, it's, it's an, it's locked in for the top five for sure. Um, right now, closer by joy division. Um, one of my favorite bands right now is a band called churches. Uh, they just put out a great single with Robert Smith from the cure, uh, but their album, every open eye, is pretty fucking amazing it has it's a very depeche mode um uh who is it tears for fears kind of heavy uh synthetic uh, synthesis uh, new uh wave kind of sound to it um like i said very depeche mode um i'm fucking blanking on all these other new wave bands that i love so much like this very synth heavy uh, uh new, new order yeah, you are. Thank you. Fucking, I'm like, I'm here fucking blowing Joy Division, and I'm like, what's the other band? What's, what's the other band? New Order. So, New for order. those who don't know, Joy Division, Ian Curtis dies, and out of the ashes of Joy Division is um, New Order. Um, but Churches has a very a Depeche Mode, New Order type uh, sound to it. So, and Every Open Eye is just fucking amazing. Um, and that, that has Robert Smith in it, Churches. Robert well, Smith um, from the, the, the new out, they have a new song that just came out. Um, I think it was on Tuesday. It's called "How Not to Drown," 
and Robert Smith is a part of it. And it's great. Yeah. And what's, what's awesome is like, I've been following churches for a really long time. Um, I mean, Lauren Mayberry, um, the singer, she is a great singer. The, the, uh, she doesn't take shit. She is definitely a feminist. The, um, so like when people like cat call her on the, on the stage, she like, shut the fuck up. Like, you know, would you like, if I was your mom, would you do that? You know, and that kind right. of thing. Um, right. but the message of their music is great. I mean, it's, it's, um, uh, relevant. It is personal. Um, it, it's just great. And the way they put it to this kind of like new wave beat, it's really good. Um, nice. So yeah, check that out. The, the song that they came out with. So like I was saying, I've been watching, following these guys for a really long time and they've gone from like, you know, very uh not very well known to like they're getting a little bit bigger um they fucking they played with marshmallow some dude they kind of got um a little bit more popular um but the song with robert smith like it's like the number one song on like spotify it's like the number one song on billboard um so it's funny cool to see that this band that you've been following for a long time is all of a sudden just like blowing up into uh the stratosphere so i definitely recommend churches and every open eye um and i my other top five, like I have one more one, and I kept um, debating between is it Injustice for All or is it The Chronic by Dr. Dre? Because they, <laughs> you know, they're both, you know, some of my favorite albums. And, you know, I, I, I right now, Injustice for All is going to be in that top five just because of its significance on, on my life. But uh, when it's summertime, you got to throw in The Chronic. And I've been listening to a lot of The Chronic in the last few days. And so um, that, that, that's why I'm, having trouble keeping that top five going it's because um, it's, it's nothing but Bonnie, it's, it's nothing but a g again? thing babe it's nothing but a g thing you know, that's why you know what i'm saying about a g thing, baby. hey babe uh, for, kind of crazy yeah i'm not going to finish that line because i do not want to get fucking no. canceled uh, no. you know there's like four people watching our show and i'm gonna <laughs> i'd be the person that gets fucking canceled by four people three of which are my family and i'd still get canceled for saying that mm-hmm. right so uh, Bonnie. Bonnie Murphy is saying uh, Steve Ray Vaughn, the sky is crying. Fuck, man, Steve Ray Vaughn is so good. Is. I, is. And what's funny, like Steve Ray Vaughn, like my parents never listened to Steve Ray Vaughn all that much. Uh, and I knew my aunt was a big Steve Ray Vaughn fan. And then I watched like a behind the music on him and like, you know, in his tragic demise and like this music they're playing throughout, like, wow, oh, this is really good. So it inspired me to go get his best of it. And then, oh my God, I love guitarists and uh, yeah, he's definitely fucking a virtuoso. He's definitely male missed. I mean, how much music could he have put out if he would have stayed alive a little bit longer? You know, and it's you know, it's just and that's the thing too, man. We we lose all the good ones too soon. I'm I'm tired of that. I am tired of the good ones. Only the good die. Yeah, yeah they really do. <laughs> the good die. Yeah, it sucks. Yeah, because <laughs> you know we're missing out on a lot of good music. I mean, I felt like when Randy Rhodes died. He's a guitar player for Aunt Ozzy in '82 when he died. It was just like, oh my god, because he was next to like my second favorite guitarist next to Eddie Van Halen. Because just whatever, but you know, it's just a tragedy like that. Man. Just because what he wanted to do, and Metallica kind of did something, but what it really wasn't. But he wanted to mix classical rock with or classical music with metal. And yeah, Metallica did with the orchestra, but it's not really what you're going for, especially with a guitar. Like the classical guitar is just, it just sounds so pretty, but just hearing a classical guitar just play metal, like it would have been great. But I think that he would probably pull it off better than anyone else. 
I mean, I'm sure people have done it and were doing it, but I think that he, being so good of a guitar player and a genius, that it would have sounded so much better than what. And it, we never got to hear it. And that I was reading a book when, you know, at the time that I was listening to, like being a big fan of Ozzy's. And I was reading that, and his mom said, you know, what a unique sound that would have been. And it would have been. And yeah. so, it, unfortunately, we'll never get to hear it. So, um, so uh, kind of going with that theme, uh, Rob Roberts, friends of the show. We love Rob. He's, uh, I really appreciate that he uh, is always following us. Um, he said that uh, Red Rose is his number one of all time as well. Um, but you're totally right, man, about, like, all the, the, the best uh, – the best at what they do like all these musicians man they're they're dying way too young yeah um, i mean fucking just start with john lennon and then yeah right Christy was talking about chester bennington chris cornell fucking dime bag that that one really hurt me that, i love it i have yeah far beyond driven is one of my honorable mentions i have written down here um and it's because his guitar playing is so fucking raw and heavy and he's just so you don't expect to have a Stevie Ray Vaughan type of um, talent on a heavy metal band. And he definitely showed that you can have a, uh, a virtuoso guitar player in heavy music. And I, and when he died, then that was uh, a really, really tough pill to swallow. So um, yeah, and, also, um, uh, yeah, I was ahead. just going to say, I think the most respectful thing that ever came out of that terrible tragedy was that his guitar hero, buried his favorite guitar with Dimebag and Eddie Van Halen gave him his, you know, from Van Halen 2, the guitar that was shown yeah. on Van Halen 2, the yellow and black, and it's buried with Dime. And I think that's that, that, that speaks volumes of, you know, Absolutely. how a great guitar player he is that Eddie Van Halen, you know, has that respect for that, you know, for him as a guitar player. So I thought that was like really kind of, you know, special and cool. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, and, you know, we, not uh, fucking Nirvana, man. I, we have we haven't even touched on Nirvana. Um, you know, along with Injustice for All, um, I remember my sister. Again, my sister's involved in a lot of these fucking stories. Um, she got uh, Nirvana. Like Nevermind. Yeah, absolutely. And your brother <laughs> was a big influence on you, like right. Um, good influence. My first rap concert, which is funny. Um, but she's also the person that got me into new wave music. She's the one that got me in, into metal. Into definitely nine snails. Um, so I have to thank my sister a lot for that. And my sister listens to like the most boring shit now, which is funny. <laughs> uh, but she's she's a, an older. She's like you know almost fifty years old. She's a teacher. I mean you know she can't fucking like throw down some old school Sisters of Mercy with her uh, kids <laughs> in the back. So I, I totally get it. I, I don't care though. I listen to all my heavy shit around Dante. I don't really care. Um, right. But she, she got the Nirvana Nevermind CD for Christmas uh, of 1990. And I remember because it, it had just come out. It was sold out pretty much everywhere, but my parents got their hands on it. Um, and then I, my sister was playing it so loud from her room that I could hear it in my room. And I was like, this is fucking, this is amazing. And, you know, another one of the reasons why I'm, I like heavy metal and heavy music is because of that. They changed the way that metal went. I mean, you don't have a lot of these real heavy bands that I listen to now, if you don't have Nirvana metal at that time was fucking, it was Bon Jovi. It was <laughs> rat. It was, it was like hair metal. And, you know, I would put Van Halen above that because they were around a lot longer, but they were making some just heavy, fun music. 
they didn't get sucked in that trap of the um uh dokens and the the fucking scorpions and all that shit like they didn't fall in that trap but uh poison uh i mean just all these fucking hair hair metal bands are terrible and then fucking Kurt Cobain just comes out, dun, 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 and then fucking Dave Grohl starts hitting on those drums, man. And you're like, this is different. This is amazing. Um, and he put out what? They put out three albums, and they changed the world with three albums. Imagine what he could have done if he was alive 10, 10 years longer. You know, how he could have, could have put out two more albums that could have redefined pop culture, and he's gone. Uh, Christy talking about Tupac. Absolutely. Tupac. Uh, Biggie Smalls, fucking both. I mean, it, it's a it's a great loss, and a lot of my albums aren't here are full of people who have passed away, unfortunately. So, right. Um, uh, give me some of your honorable mentions. Maybe not necessarily in your top five, but just some of your favorite albums that uh, you, people should listen to. Oh well, definitely anything from Tool. <laughs> like any anything from Tool, Tool. Anything from Tool. Um, definitely uh, hone in on Anima. And uh, undertow, undertow, yeah, undertow. Um, probably like I said, uh, the albums kind of John Blanks. Um, uh, wasn't ready for this one. Um, uh, do you want me to go and then it'll yeah, go. you go there. Yeah, All right, cool. Because I have yeah. a whole list. Oh, wait, as, as is, yeah. Uh, yeah, as is part of my high podcast tradition, I have a list. So, okay, uh, good. Let's see, let's uh. Uh, let's see here. Uh, Rob Roberts says Janis Joplin, Mama Cass. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and Bonnie says Elton John, Yellow Brick Road. I'm assuming that's one of her uh, that's a good mention album. see, uh, albums. It's a good album. Uh, I'm going to go. Absolutely. Um, as as the Palace is Burned by Lamb of God. That is okay. a killer fucking heavy metal album. I mean, that was that was the the my bridge from like, I was listening to a lot of corn and uh Deftones and Godsmack, like not nearly the heavy stuff that I'm into. And then I heard um, Ruin, which is a great Lamb of God and, uh, song. So I, I put it on. I was like, fuck yeah, I love this, like real heavy, aggressive stuff. And so that in, in turn, like inspired me to start listening to all these like real heavy bands. And so they're the bridge between the old metal I used to listen to and the metal I listen to now. Um, Check Your Head by the Bestie, by the Beastie Boys. Yeah, that's a great um, album. That was like, they put out um, "License to Ill," and then the wheels fucking fell off. And they uh, they finally they came together. They put out "Paul's Boutique," which was a great album. But on uh, "Check Your Head," they started playing their own instruments. Um, and they Beastie Boys is doing what Corn and what Slipknot and all the those guys ended up doing in the '90s and 2000s. They started doing in the late '80s, like playing music and rapping over it. Um, and I mean, they were just their influence on music is un, you can't compare it. They have such a imprint on uh, today's music. Um, but I think my favorite is Check Your Head. Um, of course, Tool. So, uh, Enema is my favorite of the Tool albums, but I'm going to also slash that with uh, 13th Step from A Perfect Circle. Um, because Merida Gnomes is already in my top, no, my top five, but. 13 Step was a really great album, and that's definitely in my honorable mentions. Uh, my Head is an Animal by of Monsters and Men. Uh, that was their debut album, and it was fucking epic. Like You can hear uh, their song Dirty Paws everywhere, every fucking where. We, I was talking about Sweet Tooth. 
um, at the beginning of the show about uh, this uh, that Netflix show. That song, Dirty Paws, is on that. And it's also in one of my favorite movies of all time. Um, uh, 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 fuck it. I lost it. I lost it. Uh, fucking Ben Stiller. Um, Walter Mitty. The Secret Life of Walter Mitty. Um, it of Monsters of Men does pretty much the entire soundtrack for that movie. It's fucking amazing. So uh, My Head is an Animal by Of Monsters of Men. Um, and this next one, this will be my last honorable mention. And then I want uh, my parents and my aunt and my cousin to ear them off their ears. Uh, I call this album the Panty Dropper because I've had so much sex <laughs> to this fucking album because it's so great. But all the girls I was dating at the time were all fucking chicks that dug the same music that I did. Um, White Pony by the Deftones, a.k.a. the Panty Dropper. It, it was a great fucking album. And this is it's a sexy album. So, all right, you guys can unmuff un, uh, your ears now. So those are my honorable mentions. Did I inspire some in yours? Uh, actually, I actually was thinking of White Pony. I'm like going through my head, like, you know, and then Deftones White Pony showed up. But I, that's a good album. It's a great album. But um, now, uh, Fugazi, 13 songs. Fugazi, yeah, Fugazi. Cool. Ian, Ian Mackay is just, you know, he's really, he's, you know, they're, they're good. And um, this is going to blow your mind coming out of my mouth. But ever since I was a kid, my dad turned, turned, turned me on to these guys. But uh, I remember um, just thinking, wow, what a great live album. But it was Simon and Garfunkel live in uh, Central Park. And I think that's a great album. Simon and Garfunkel. Yeah, I mean, it's just, you know. Um, and uh, let me see. I really can't really think of any other albums. I just hear songs and I just can't place albums. Yeah. But um, yeah, I don't know. So I've apparently traumatized my entire family. So I, yeah, I warned you. Let, I've, I've let, fucking warned they, you. Great. They ran away. Good job. Well, there goes our four audience members. Thanks a lot. They're, no, they're still, they're still sticking around. They're still sticking it out to the very end. But, <laughs> well, well, we I have traumatized that. them. Right. Uh, now, every time, right now, every time they look at you, I'm thinking, <laughs> dropping. <laughs> I did. Yeah, yeah, Panties are still yeah, on. Trust yeah, as soon as you hear that. There's no death songs playing. You change. You're like, yeah, and I get it. Yeah, I totally get what Dave's <laughs> talking about. Um, so that's pretty much all I have. Uh, I, yeah. The problem with music today is it's all in singles. I, I don't listen to albums anymore, man. The, no the few albums sense. I have on here, I will listen to most of the albums, but or most of the songs on the album, but I will, I have not listened to a full album from beginning to end in probably a, almost five years at least. I mean, like even some of the the, uh, the artists that come out with some great albums, like I, it's hard for me just to sit down and go from one song to the other until it's completed. I, I have to pick and choose what I listen to. Yeah. So um, that's unfortunate. Hey, it is Robert, what it is. Yeah, Rob Roberts says today's music suck, and I, I, don't, yep. I disagree with that. Well, no, I disagree with that. I, I, there is some great music being made. And you just gotta go find it. You gotta find it. And it's easy to find the stuff that you like to because like the Spotify algorithm, they will pop out uh, a fucking playlist every day just based on the stuff that you listen to. They will pop out an algorithm and like, here's a place of shit that we you think you might like. And for, I'd say 75% of the time, they're right. 
Um, but you, you don't just, it's not like it used to be. I mean, I used to go to Best Buy on Tuesdays, uh, after school because all the good albums would come out on Tuesdays and you would always just like, Oh, fucking a corn came out with a new one system of a noun came out with it. I mean, like, and then you had the CD and you're like, I just spent all this money on the CD. So I'm going to listen to, you know, the whole thing. Now it's like, I have Spotify and you know, it's like, I recommend this one song. So you're like, cool. I will listen to this one song, but I'm not invested enough into this to like, listen to it from beginning to end. And uh, you guys on the, the chat, you know, let me know if you're the same way too, where you're just like, you know, listening to the singles or if you actually still listen to full albums. Uh, what about you, Santori? Do you, are you, do you listen to an album from beginning to end anymore? Um, it depends on where I'm at. Like if I'm driving. Like driving longest, driving is a different thing. Yeah, I mean that that yes, I list two arms, but this, if I'm just sitting around, I mean it depends, and it's just like I don't like really go looking for an album to go listen to, but if I'm like cleaning or something, I want to like listen, then I'll hit a you know Les up and full album, Pink Floyd full album, you know, I just hit full album on YouTube and then hit play, you know, Van Halen full album, and just that's what I love YouTube for that, you know, you just hit full album and then scroll down and there it is. But um, yeah, I mean, usually my list alone is either I'm like cleaning or working and I'm around, you know, so I can just have the next song keep going. But it, it just, you know, I really don't really go looking for albums unless, you know, like I said, long drive or if I'm working. But, nice. Okay. Yeah. But who knows? Yeah. Yeah. So uh, hopefully you guys kind of dug what we were talking about um, when we actually record our show. It's going to be more of like a, uh, a full on podcast. That's not, we're not going to be streaming this live on Facebook. Like I said, it's going to be a Spotify exclusive. Um, and it's going to be fully edited before we uh, throw it up on Spotify, but um, we're working really hard on this album. I'm on this podcast. I'm really excited to get it out for you guys. Um, expect it in the, in the next few weeks, probably hopefully by the end of June, we can have the first episode. Always the first episode is always the hardest because we're trying to figure out our way and you know what it's going to look like. Uh, but after that, you know, every couple of weeks we're going to drop one. Uh, we're going to start out the season with uh, Rush's Twenty One Twelve, which uh, is one of Santori's favorites, and I've never listened to, so it's going to be uh, a new experience for me. Um, I know, I know, man. I, <laughs> Rush just 2112 is like Animal House, right? It's like everybody talks about how great it is, but it's like I have other things ahead of it. So I will eventually get to it. And this is a, this podcast is a great reason why, because not only do I have to listen to it, but I have to like analyze it as well. And I'm not a big Rush fan, but I can appreciate um, genius. I can appreciate um, great artistry. So I'm excited to listen to it, even if I'm not the biggest Rush fan. And there's going to be shit that you're going to have to listen to that you're not going to be totally into. Um, but that's the great thing about music. It's like, um, it's subjective, but even if you don't like something, like I don't like K-pop, right? Like my, my niece, Bella, she's like crazy into to K-pop, but like BTS puts out some fucking like pretty decent tracks, man. I'm like, you know, pretty catchy tunes. And so you're like, you can, if you like music, then you can appreciate, even if you don't necessarily like or listen to the artist, you can still appreciate the artistry behind it. So um, just a forewarned, there will be no BTS on our podcast. It'll, uh, it's going to be starting with, like I said, Rush is 2112. Uh, then we're going to do Injustice for All. I'm going to cough real quick. Um, uh, we're going we're gonna to be covering Joy Division. We're going to be covering 
um, Johnny Cash. We're going to be covering Van Halen. We're going to be covering Pink Floyd. I mean, it, it, our first season is going to be pretty chock full of some pretty great albums. And uh, I definitely hope you guys check it out. Um, like I said, look forward towards the end of June. Um, Santori, this is where I want you to hawk your stuff. Hawk your wares. What do you got going on? Well, right now we're uh, we're traveling, but we're back on Wednesday, and we did took this week off, and next week we're returning again with what now Wednesday night. But um, I just really would like you to go see Animal House whenever you get a chance. There's no reason why you have not yet seen this movie. No excuse. John Belushi at his finest. Um, it's really funny. I you can't believe you have not yet seen this movie. Do you want to hear something but, funny? That you've not seen a, Animal House. I watched a movie about the making of Animal House, but I have not actually watched Animal House itself. So I will, I will eventually. I'll get to it. Just saying, do I yourself a favor. You I'll do it in the same week that I listened to Rush. Okay. Yeah, Kill. there you go. Kill two birds with one stone. Absolutely. But please, yes. So go ahead. Thank you. Yeah. Well, thanks for coming <laughs> on, Santori. Uh, make sure you guys tune uh, tune in to Chucky Pacific and Santori Project. Um, he, uh, his shows air on Wednesdays, eight o'clock. Uh, we're taking a few more weeks off here on my high podcast. Uh, we'll be back. Uh, we're working on a pretty fun, uh, second half show, uh, to start off our second half. Um, it's a, it's a, a show about some, uh, a psychotic or a psychotic, a, uh, psychedelic, um, type of show. Um, so be, uh, be, uh, keeping an eye out for that um what else uh i can't think what else am i trying to sell here um uh your oh, book oh yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> so like i mentioned earlier um i wrote a book about yellowstone and the, the volcano and it's been out for uh, a little while now but and it, literally the four people that are watching here i'm sure have already bought this book but for the other folks on in facebook land and youtube land who have not heard me try to sell this thing uh caldera is available now on amazon and audible and as of this week it is available in the book bar down in uh, north denver so uh, you can go check that out um that's pretty much it guys i appreciate all the the comments uh on the the chat tonight centauri i know you have a, a busy schedule and you got a lot of miles ahead of you so thank you for showing up thank uh, you man uh, make sure you thank number one dick for uh you know driving and uh, keeping you in line. I appreciate right. that. And uh, that's it, guys. You guys have a good night. Thanks for showing. Thanks for showing up. Oh, Santori, you got to yes. end it. You got to end it, bro. All right, everyone. Thank you for tuning in. And always be good to each other. Be good to each other. This has been a Truckee Pacific production. For sponsorship inquiries and comments, go to the Mile High Podcast at gmail.com.